0: Welcome to Girl Talk with Aisha MD, where we talk about everything concerning the today's woman and what she needs to flourish, be it in finances, health, beauty, and everything vagina. Let's get to it. Hello. So today, uh, we'll be talking about period and period poverty so what is the normal menstrual cycle so every girl every woman between you know as early as age eight or nine will begin to see you know blood coming out of our vagina and that's what we call the menstrual cycle so i'm going to go through a little bit of education about what the menstrual cycle is and personal experiences and you know little little gist here and there's to talk about and shed light on menstruation and the 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 importance to us women and how our different experiences evolve so in in um, memory comm- commemoration of last week's uh, menstrual day world Menstru- international Menstru- menstrual Day um i want to talk about pure poverty as well so let's get straight into it so the menstrual cycle starts it's about um 28 to 35 days depending on um the woman and it's the shedding of the of the eggs that are created by the ovaries and part shedding of the uterine wall with menstruation now like everybody and every normal lady will go will have a cycle per month and it's it's what it is, it's what we're going to go through. And it's a, is a rite of woman it's a rite of passage for every woman. Yeah? So like I can remember my first initial experience with menstruation. I remember it was raining, I think I was around twelve or thirteen and um there was a thunderstorm the night before and i kid you not i actually thought that i had been struck by lightning and like i also had a nightmare too so and there was a witch in my nightmare and i thought maybe the witch had cursed me because when i woke up i found blood between my thighs and on the bed and i was really scared and i was perplexed and i remember going to meet my father at the time my parents were separated already by then and then he just gave me a bunch of tissue paper to told me to put it on my pants and put me in the car and drove me down to my mother's house and said bye bye now you're your mother's problem and i was always like wondering like why couldn't you just have told me like what i needed to do or properly educate me on what it was and i even remember too my mom too didn't give me much by way of education as well i got menstrual pads and she she would show me how to wear it i think because i'm pretty much of a self-learner i and i was in a boarding school i'd seen several girls already menstruating and how they wore their menstrual parts so i kind of figured it out and i started wearing the menstrual parts on my own and it was i don't know and then after that one one month when i saw my period i didn't see my period for about another three two to three years and the ayashal period i'll call it was like a sublime time in, in for myself because looking back i wish i had more i thought i like maybe you are taking a break right? maybe more five years and now come back <laughs> because it was it, it was a relief not having to you know bleed every month <sighs> it's a struggle i must say and then Because I went to a girl's school, I always had to, you know, watch, just observe. I I practically, um, surrounded by girls of every shape, size, you know, and I could carry out my own, you know, observational experiments and just see how everyone experiences their menstrual cycles. And I remember there was a particular girl when I was in junior class that would have would, would menstruate for a month long and would would have pad so much pad in her bag and she had to be hospitalized severally because of her menstrual cycle and it's only like later in life when i went into medical school and then we found out that it's probably because of maybe she has some kind of dysfunctional uterine bleeding or maybe you know it's or maybe some endometriosis or something that may have caused that i mean,' caused that that excessive bleeding and she might have had treatment to help and all of that because she had to be pulled from boarding house because it was it was really bad and then i had my seatmate and the first term in ss1 when i got and my seatmate usually had this really, really 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 horrible cramps and it was okay the first month you know take her down to the clinic um nurse her and be like all nice and polite but by the second and third month i was basically running away from this seat (laughs) so as just to avoid like having to be the one to take her and nurse her, because it could you, you know because i never experienced any of those things it was like oh, what is wrong why is she exaggerating it's not that big of a deal until God with God in his infinite mercy, showed me my own you know version of menstrual cramps i remember like I had the menstrual cramps in hundred level, and that day I did not go to class and I remember I had the typical double bucket i was i had a potty in 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 the the toilet where i was stooling, and then i had a bowl by the side of my bed and i was vomiting and i was rolling to the toilet at the same time to stool and it was this continuous vicious cycle like my intestines were going to rupture i was in pain and i remember a particular roommate then that helped me out and gave me peroxicam and it was she too today i can now you know when you reach a certain i have not experienced you know the pain of childbirth but i know it, i know it's definitely more it's like it must be a more severe version of that and i'm sure i'll probably take i'll take the spinal I'm, i don't think i'll be able to win <laughs> i'll be willing to undergo the pain of childbirth because man she's an angel the lady that helped me with that particular drug that yet she's she'll forever be like if there's anybody i won't forget it's her because she she's like mem. It's like she the memory of her face and that drug—they're like together in my head. Wherever part of my brain is stored, they are stored right together. And like that debt is—I'm forever in a debt. Like if she, there's nothing she will come probably meet me now, and I will not be uh, over willing to assist her with. That was how. That's how much. That's how much I. The relief and how. The relief brought me like it makes me feel like that much indebted to her and it, you know it was and from then on i was overwhelmed with empathy like there's nobody that i would want to like i would see who have experienced menstrual cramps and i just wouldn't like i i would if the highest the highest amount of pain medication if you were available i would give it to you as a doctor, now if someone comes, to menstrual camps and a person wants, you know, diclo and PCM together, um, like, ends them. I would give it to them. I would say, oh, just take paracetamol. That it be okay. Because the person on the pain scale, if the person feels worse, like if and the person tells me they have already tried this, why would I want to also still going them to try it again when I could just give them, you know, a higher and better dose of drug? Like I would prefer just knock it off knock off the pain as like treat the pain seriously and take them very seriously because pain is not something i'm sure I, I, like pain it's like you know when you have that kind of pain that makes you shake i'm sure every lady has has had that kind of menstrual like just makes you shake like you are literally shivering you're you're shaking and i want to just take a moment to give a round of applause to all the women out there that despite that cramp that day you still show up in those heels and that killer work suit to give that presentation and get that you know contract or get that job done or see those patients or climb that line grid to fix it or go on site to check on your construction or get the job like just getting the job done i want to give you like a round of applause because you guys are the real mvps i feel like moving forward there should be reform about assisting women with menstrual cramps in the workplace let us begin to have workplace stations with you know like a cramp station like a that time of the month all the ladies in that office can actually go there they'll have pads there tampons if they will you know menstrual cups pain medication you know hot pads you know like maybe a mini a mini cuts cut, like just to take a power nap you know so that the pain medication can kick in or something like that like and and there maybe like days ability to work from home on your period days if like those things can be implemented like that's where we can show that as a society that we are beginning to support women working in as in more women entering into the workforce because everybody like it's and then our men have to realize like we need more education on menstruation like the Nigerian curriculum is empty devoid of a menstrual curriculum teaching young girls and boys about the necessary what goes on during menstruation like the basics uh, and talking about sex education we're still going to get to that that's another topic for another day but like our boys don't know what to do they don't know how to help they are clueless that's where you see newlyweds where the wife is suffering severe menstrual cramps and then you have the the husband going out to go and watch football because he just cannot stand his wife and he cannot understand at uh, the exaggerations that she feels let us have simulations videos that actually force them to understand why it's important to support their sisters their mothers their wives and their daughters during menstruation now and then now let's go into like things tips for like the new age girl you're starting off your menstruation let me tell you i am 28 i have had about successfully 16 years of menstruation yay me so if you're a young girl listening to me and maybe you your period has not how your period has just started and you like some tips on what to do and how to keep yourself safe and healthy and you don't you don't you don't have any myth or whatsoever surrounding you know menstruation yeah yeah they are so your first blood your first so what is menstruation what you need to know is that now you are beginning to be you are developing into a woman you're changing your body's changing into a woman and then you have your ovaries that's your egg producing machine they are beginning to produce eggs and each month when you don't have sex you know where the there's no penis and there's there's no penis going to your vagina and there's no semen like there's no semen entering into your vagina and then fertilizing any of those eggs what happens is that the eggs are destroyed and they're shared with the layer of the uterus because the body once you begin to mature into a woman prepares your body monthly to you know accept and uh, accept fertilization from the sperm or or, um, semen so when that doesn't happen your your body your your uterus sheds that and destroys the egg and that's what comes out as blood and when you see that blood what can you do as if if you're a virgin and you know some people do not want something that we call it um something that they don't want something that goes into their body so may not prefer to use tampons what is advisable is that you use sanitary pads a lot of sanitary pads out there it's advisable that you try to get a sanitary pad that is cotton, mostly cotton. in fact 100 cotton would be best and it's you know hypoallergenic and safe a lot of parts out there that cause so many reactions at the time on my menstrual cycle where i would always get like a rash around my vulva and i would get this rash and it was very itchy and you know i would i would scratch and then i would you know, leave scratch marks, and it was so painful, and and I, I, it wasn't. Those kind of pairs were not really, you know, they were not the best for me. Yes, I'll call out the pad that gave me those rashes because I feel like they need to work on it. They've worked on it now. I don't know. I used to use the Always Ultra pad, and those used to give me rashes. But I remember, ever since I switched to the Always Cotton pads, the ones that they make for two hundred fifteen naira. It got better, and I didn't have any of those. Another thing that I saw that helped me because people always say, eh, "No douche. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you should douch, do not douche. That doucheing is the act of actually inserting like anything, like washing liquid or anything into into the vagina to wash it out. You don't need to do that to keep your vagina clean. All you need to do is just use your regular toilet soap to wash the external aspects of your vulva. You know, just wash the external aspects of your vulva and I used um, a feminine hygiene wash. The reason why I use it because um, there was a time when um, I I don't know whether it was the pants I was using at the time. They were not cotton-based, and I would get this rash. This I would I would always feel itchy, and it was it was like I was breeding candida. So I had to start using those hygiene washes because it kind of helped me maintain my ph level the ph level around my vulva and i didn't get any of those another thing that i know helped me is shaving i shave once a month that's it Had that has a like religious background like religious reason because i'm a muslim but also it's it's also helpful to like just keep the bush down there just keep it just keep it low and trim so that there's no you know there's no dirt excessive dirt hanging around you know and then you know how they always say the um that when you use the toilet you swipe from front to back and then i met a a senior colleague recently who told me that all those things all those things that were made those laws about how women should clean up or not clean up in the toilet were probably made by men because they've not actually you know looked at the feasibility studies of how easy it is when you've done the number two on the toilet to start swiping from the front back Practically and I and I actually did test that like how easy is it for me to actually wash the front from front and then like Oh, I'll take my hands all the way from the back and like pull it all the way to the front That's where my 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 urethra is and swipe all the way back Like mostly what people do is prefer you rinse Maybe you rinse the front and then you take the hand back and then you wash the back like that's that's a more reasonable way to go and that's the way I've been doing it and you know, I, I assume most people would do so do, do the same. And the other thing is, I know a lot of people don't use water, but water is actually a better medium to clean up after, especially when you're having your when you're having your menstruation to actually you know rinse out, you know, any excessive clot that may be hanging in your tuft of hair or in your vulva anyway. Just mean after even if it's number one, after you pee, you just rinse it out and rinse and then you wear your pads or tampons or change and take the opportunity to change change your tampon if possible and um you know so we've gone through you know cleaning we've gone through the pads you should use also like if you experience any excessive amount of pain or bleeding regularly mostly girls will bleed from anything between three to five days some up to seven days a week but once it begins to go past a week and it's happening consistently, you're feeling excessively drained or tired after your period, it's time to check in with your OB, your gynecologist to to run some tests and see if there's nothing else you need to do or pills you need to take and to just be sure that you've checked all the boxes and you are having a healthy menstrual cycle because not everybody's having a healthy menstrual cycle people just assume that they're just coming they see but they are they don't they don't know if they're actually having a healthy menstrual cycle so it's also also that you check out your ob your gynecologist your ob and gynecologist to like um you know just check you out examine you do run some tests see if you know you are you know having a normal menstrual cycle okay and okay so now let's talk about you know period poverty so i'm from southwest in nigeria and i'll say that i'm privileged um in the sense that i can afford to use you know disposable sanitary towels every month i can afford them and the period poverty is when women or young girls do not have access to either sanitary towels like proper sanitary agents or adequate water to a means of sanitation during their menstrual cycle. And this is a very common occurrence for most parts of the country, most parts of the world and a lot of societies are actually ostracized women during their menstrual cycle making them unclean you know preventing them from going to school and participating normally and you know doing things so because i know how long if if i miss one week a month every month in school that's going to culminate to a lot of curriculum that i will be missing out on and i probably will not be on the same level learning level with my friends that are boys in the class and not achieve as much as they they are going to so that's why we need to talk about issues of previous poverty like so so there are a lot of so if for instance now you have girls that don't have access to clean pads and so what are the things that we can do or okay girls ladies um I'm sure my viewers or listeners probably are not people that or people that have access to this podcast to probably not be experiencing period poverty on on because kind of but you never know and okay even if you listen and maybe you're in the in the in the opportunity to help you know some young girls out there with you know how to stay healthy and be happy and achieve their goals achieve and be, and flourish and achieve their purpose in life and not have something as basic and normal part of normal womanhood holding them back from achieving their goals and in a place of power position to help you know girls so what can you do so I would say one thing is I had this lengthy discussion and people talked about this um, reusable pads You know, reusable pads, there's actually a a downloadable patent on how to create reusable pads. And then when you talk about reusable pads, what about how to wash them and keep them clean, educating young girls on how to use them and keep them clean. Then we'll talk about menstrual cups. And using menstrual cups will determine if it will be dependent on if the women using the menstrual cups have access to clean running water because they have to keep the cups clean and because they need to empty it regularly and wash it and you know sanitize it and reuse it those menstrual cups are you know silicone or rubber based cups that are inserted into the vagina to collect the blood and then when they are full they are emptied out and then replaced back into the vagina so it's like a a cup stopper so they put instead of a tampon they stick up a cup to collect the blood and it's sustainable and it's you know for people that don't have access to you know usable pads or don't have access to even make disposable pads access to just one menstrual cup will go a long way to assisting a, a woman just staying safe and clean if she has running water so so yes you can help if you have access to a community and you want to help out you could you know produce menstrual cups or donate some menstrual cups to some ladies that stay in environments where there's clean running water and they can use and they'll be eternally grateful and especially when you to teach and train them on how to use this cup so it's not just getting them the cups we're also telling them how to use it and how to use it safe and well and that they it's not prejudiced against because you know there's certain parts of the world where they'll feel like oh they're teaching our women to put things into their vaginas now they're not going to be virgins anymore and all of that so you want to be you want to you want to know how you market market in the sense of you're not marketing it to sell it to them but marketing it to them so that they would use it because there's no point you know said you know bring giving things to people and then they, they won't use it because they don't see the value or they feel they'll be ostracized if they use it so those are the things and yes about pure poverty so um so and then again so let's talk finally the last point I've gone through cramps menstrual cramps so dysmenorrhea yes I didn't talk about why you know what it's called so dysmenorrhea is a condition when you have you know pain during your menstrual cycle and um, dysmenorrhea is you know it's treatable and some people will say it's um, associated with you know the um, how the severity of dysmenorrhea it's maybe associated with a diet or lifestyle or some other things but most the specific cause of dysmenorrhea it's not um i can't say that it's it's known for everybody like it happens and um the nerves around the uterus are excited and they cause the pain they are impinged upon, so so like those are the things. Like, when you when when I say you go to Dr. OB to get checked to be sure that you're having a normal menstrual cycle, you want to be sure that those are one of the things that you check upon during your your um during your annual physical check or your menstrual check, and then finally, let's talk about you know sex during periods from a uh, from medical standpoint there i would say do i have a formed opinion against sex during during um, periods i think it would be a personal preference for everybody who would want to have you know sex during their periods um there have been you know cases where people or some reports of how you know pleasure is xm heightened during menstruation i i would i personally i wouldn't know what part of the men what phase of the menstrual menstruation it is is it, is it i hope it's definitely not during the first first or second days because those days are like the worst days ever probably from personal experience so those reports, I probably need to check them for myself and see what 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 they're actually referring to. But sex during menstruation is an issue of personal preference, you know, and the most important thing is maintaining hygiene, you know. Um, there's blood everywhere. There's, you know, you want to feel safe and comfortable, and then you want your partner you also want you know and you want to enjoy it as much as your partner does because sex during menstruation men have to learn that if your wife doesn't feel comfortable having sex during menstruation it's not it's it's not it's not it's not like you should be supportive of her decisions and if if she's willing to explore sex during menstruation you should be gentle and you should like try to you know work with her to find to find your rhythm because it's very important because you don't want to scare her away or scare her scare her and scar her from you know the possibility of ever having sex during menstruation so the key is comfort you know and support and you know keep it clean and enjoy yourself so from The tables of Girl Talk with Ayesha, MD, I want to say thank you for listening and hope I've been able to share some tips with you and if you have any questions, I think I'll start adding an email address for people to send in their questions if they have any questions or any topics they would like me to address or talk about in the future. So thank you and cheers.